You have nothing to do with your skill, Bayless. As I was saying, Joy Taylor, every dog has a day, and since I'm a big dog, I've got two days. So now, you just call yourself a Yeah, I'm a dog, yeah, I'm a big dog. episode 13 of better than nothing i'm your host jacob with my co-host jack what's up dude what's going on everyone very excited to uh to be back talking college football nfl all the good stuff uh this time of year so yeah man this is like peaks by the what, what's the stat it's like there's no we have like football for like 80 days straight or something like that oh yeah it's, it's something like that i think Oh, oh yeah, because Maction started, so we get football on Tuesday nights now. So I think yeah, it's un- it's like 110 days of uninterrupted football starting. Uh, I believe it was like middle of October, October 15th, and then dude, I saw like get, the USFL yeah. starting back up. Forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, dude, that draft that draft has been going on, right? I saw yeah, I, AJ I AJ, saw AJ McCarron is going to be a starting quarterback. What? <laughs> yeah, he got Bro, drafted. I thought he's not in the NFL. No. Huh. That's. Interesting, kind of sad, but <laughs> you know what? It, it, it is go sad. ball you out. All these, yeah. Actually, no, no. It's the XF. So, is the UF USFL starting? Because the XFL they... with Dwayne Johnson is 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 they're doing the draft right now. Wait, I thought the USFL was drafting too. Are they both drafting today? Maybe. Let me see. Huh. Let me see. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's, yeah, it's why we check that odd, out, but. Yeah, while we check that out, I'll read our disclosure so we can we can dive into things. Let's do so it. We are not in any way, shape, or form offering financial advice. Everything we share is speculation and opinion. So make sure you check your individual state laws to see if sports betting is legal or what options there are in your specific state. If you or anyone you know is addicted to gambling, please be sure to call the National Council on Problem Gambling at 1-800-522-4700. Their info will also be in our show notes. Our lines are taken from BetMGM as of November 16th. So we're going to be talking, like always, NFL. We got some uh, college football as well. Got some miscellaneous stuff in the mix, NHL, college basketball, and NBA. Make sure you follow us on Twitter to make sure you stay up to date with those because those lines change day of or they get released like minutes before the game. So we won't be able to obviously put those on the podcast. Um, and then, as always, we got our degenerate parlay, which all the proceeds, when it smashes, uh, when it hits, we'll yeah. go to St. Jude. Yeah, inevitably. <laughs> <laughs> when it inevitably hits, we'll go to St. Jude. Um, so, yeah, that's something exciting to get into. Jack, take us into the NFL, baby. Let's go. Dude, all right, Jacob. I, I want to hear your thoughts. You know, you're you're a, a big Jalen Hurts stan. I, I, I love I the guy. I think he's been doing some, some great things this year. It's amazing what you can do when you have a receiving core. Uh, big time. Tell me about the Monday night game because – I think you and I, we were both texting about it, and we took, I think, every prop yeah. bet available uh, for Jalen Hurts, <laughs> I think we and took, only one I think of we them took hit. Every, I think we took every Eagles bet possible and uh, was not a good night for us. Uh, dude, I thought the rushing yards, I think it was like 43 and a half rushing yards, was a smash. Was, yeah. I thought that uh, – I, I, dude, that game, and I saw – I know we're going to get into it. I know there's a lot to talk about that game. Uh, but yeah, Eagles have a loss to a pretty stinky Commanders team. Uh, it, it, and Taylor but to Heineke's be fair, second though, half was horrible. Yes, yeah, he he like, played absolutely he terrible. But I will say, it is this this is the best conference in the NFL right now. Yeah, has or to I be, guess which best, is crazy. Yeah, best best division. Yeah, yeah the yeah. NFC East. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, even the stinky team, you know, it's like losing. It's like imagine being Kentucky. And losing to Vanderbilt, you know, you're still losing yeah. to the worst team in the best conference. So, you know, that's I, something. Dude, to hang I don't know about right? that. I don't think there's any team close <laughs> to Vanderbilt's level of garbage. <laughs> and, 
But yeah, it's funny because at the beginning of the year, I think I even said like the NFC East is so bad. I was like, oh, dude, so bad. And now I'm looking like a dumbass, and uh, they're super strong. Giants, Giants fell back a, a good bit. Uh, yeah, no, I I have a note here that uh, so so there there's a new rule in the NFL for the New York Giants, and they can only win games by eight points or less. Um, mm. That's the rule. Um, they've hit yeah. that rule every win they've ever had. Their first double digit uh, or their first loss or their yeah one of their losses was the only exception. Uh, to that, but yeah, they won by eight points yeah. against the the very bad Houston Texans uh, this weekend. Um, so yeah, well, and dude, yeah, that game's crazy too. But yeah, the NFC is crazy. Uh, I uh, going back to the Eagles Washington game. I saw this tweet. I think I sent it to you, but it was like this. That game was like when Madden just decides you're not winning the game, <laughs> and you are you are going to like the Eagles like could not get anything done. They could not do anything. Um, and it was just like the the football gods just decided you're losing the game. It doesn't matter what you do, you are going to lose this game. That late yeah. penalty that they got was the reason. They oh, lost that the game. was horrible. It was you so know, I, I stupid. Was, I was looking into that more, and you know, it was it was clearly that you know clear that Heineke he gave himself up. You know, 100%. he went down. But to be fair, he was behind like one of his linemen when he did it. And so yeah. the Eagles defenders really didn't see it. If anything, it looked like he maybe was squatting down. The something ball. Like yeah, that. I agree. I kind of get it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get it. He was like, hey, man, like I was just trying to touch him to make sure he's down, whatever. When you're going full speed as a 300-pound man as well, it's it's really hard to stop. But it just was one of those things where like you gotta you can't do that in crunch time. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, I get how it could. To- you're not expecting a quarterback to kneel in that situation, um, but it was just exa- so yeah, that was game on the line. Yeah, was it bad. was garbage. You know, it almost makes me think: Will you know the likes of you know maybe a Tom Brady or someone you know who overanalyzes the game see that they called that flag, and if he sees a sack coming, <laughs> yeah, will he kneel just kneel and, yeah. and just try to like take yeah. a hit? I, yeah. I, I don't know. Almost He's, like the James you know, Harden three, like the fall into a guy and just jack up the shot sort of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Which is horrible for basketball. Yeah, I do would, not want to see any more That would break the game. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah. That would suck. Exactly. I mean, so, some of these guys are students of the game. You know, they see that. I'm sure Belichick is already coaching <laughs> yeah. up. Mac Jones. Uh, oh, yeah. The same. That's going to be the Mac uh, oh, special so, from now on. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so I want to talk about <laughs> this. Justin Jefferson. Unbelievable. Like the the, yeah. the guy has been fantastic all year and easily the game on Sunday catch of the year candidate in my Big opinion uh, for what he I, did. I, I think mean, it was keeping, like top five all time maybe. Yeah, just the the stakes on that catch. It was fourth and eighteen. You're down by what? They were down by four points, so a field goal wouldn't yeah. have done it. They they needed everything. He got it to him. I mean, they, and there was a great video going around of the Vikings. Uh, play-by-play uh, announcer uh, during that. And it was just absolutely electric uh, watching him, uh, you know, describe the plays and seeing the, the, uh, the roller coaster of emotions uh, yeah. taking that. So yeah, Justin Jefferson uh, catch of the year candidate uh, catch of uh, more recent memory. Uh, and I just wanted to make a note. We're going to talk about in college football, but Notre Dame also with a catch oh, of the year yeah. candidate That's crazy, against the dude. mid. Yeah. Against the Navy. Uh, and I have a note here. Uh, you can't do that against the armed forces, bro. Like you got, yeah. you can't disrespect them like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a war. That's crime. an act of treason, I think. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I, I guess my last, uh, my last little take here is: I think every time I've come on the podcast, I have somehow, <laughs> one way or another, mentioned this. It's come back uh, to us. It's Kyler Murray and it's Call of Duty. So yep. Warzone 2.0, it drops today as we record. It's uh, the 16th of November. So it has dropped today. It's an 80 gigabyte download. The uh, <laughs> they're, they're currently plus eight against the 49ers. And, you know, it's that, that one's a tricky one because, you know, eight points against the Niners, but I would yeah. still even take uh, the Niners in that scenario. And they lost to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Cardinals lost to the Vikings October 30th. Uh, and that was the week uh, Modern Warfare 2 dropped. Um, so we've already seen uh, glimpses this year um, that if Call of Duty is around, uh, Murray just does not play well. Um, so He's coming back from an injury too, isn't he? 
Yeah, yeah. He, he's come back from a little injury. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's certainly so, going to be an interesting great. one. F- fading yeah. Arizona uh, big time. Yeah. So you're fading, you're fading Arizona. Yeah, fading. So I'm going to be taking uh, the 49ers at minus eight, and then I see you have a little, uh, little, little details on the on Niners. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, dude. I so I, I want to say like the 49ers might be. I think I was watching them, and I was just like, this team is inhumanly stacked. Their defense is really good. Uh, they got D'Amico Ryan's. He's a great DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, means a lot to the city of Houston too. But dude. They probably have the only big three in football that I think is a real big three of Debo, CMC, and Kittle. We're just like Jimmy G. Also, Jimmy G looks good. I think he'd made some passes that I haven't seen the Texans quarterback ever make. Or, And I was kind of like, man, when he was a free, when he was almost going to get traded, like a lot of teams were hesitant to get him. Like the Browns were maybe going to get him as a backup for, for the time being. And all these teams were kind of hesitant. And I'm now watching him like perfect ball placement, kind of just like, this guy's a legit quarterback. I don't know why the Niners were so quick to move on to Lance. Uh, they've gone to Super Bowl with Jimmy G. They've almost won a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. They've they've always done well in the playoffs with him. I, I think they're stacked, dude. I uh, low-key kind of like them to win the Super Bowl at plus 900. I just think once they make – if they can make – if they make playoffs, I just think it's going to be like – it's going to be one of those things where they're going to be really, really hard to beat, which – uh, the Cowboys saw last year, and the Rams see every every time they play them. So, <laughs> no, I I love it. You know, yeah, I I agree. I was trying to think of like another big three, and the the next one that came to mind was really the Dolphins. Uh, with yeah, you know Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, but their running game just isn't there. Um, so that's sure. you know hats off to them. Um, the close but there's, one too, uh, I guess Eagles. Yeah, Eagles as well. Um, like you know Sanders, they definitely Brown have and Hurts. Yeah. Exactly, but so crazy Jimmy Garoppolo stat that yeah. he is ten and two in football games where he does not throw a touchdown pass. What the so heck? he this he has just had the best luck possible in that he can Dude. just do absolutely nothing on the field uh, and they still win games. But that's um, that's so, the crazy thing is like it almost just shows you like he's best when he's just not getting in his own way, like almost like a Zach Wilson type guy where you're like, the less you do, the better the team's going to perform because you're just, you're just feeding, especially the Niners, bro. They always have like six good running backs. I feel like so. Oh yeah. That's absolutely absurd. That, that doesn't even make sense though at all. <laughs> nice. I think all you right. had a rushing so, so touchdown, I, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Believe so. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to move to a different part of the U S actually all the way across the country talking a little bills, Browns action for this upcoming Sunday. So yeah. apparently there's a huge winter storm that's going to be blowing through Buffalo uh, here in the next couple of days. And they're going to, they're reporting they're going to get around three to six feet of snow in the next, what is it? 108 hours, something like that. Yeah. That's and insane. so and they don't have a dome, so, which is so stupid. Yeah. But so the last time this happened, it was 2017. It was at Bills, and Jacoby Brissett was the starting quarterback for the Colts in 2017 when they played. And so it, you know, we're we're seeing it full circle yeah. right now. And that game finished seven to thirteen with the Bills <laughs> winning in overtime. So yeah. my big pick is the under 41 and a half uh, in the Bills Browns game. Uh, I think it's just going to be uh, nice and fun, big time. With uh, I want to, I want to, I want to counter your point with one of my fondest football memories of all time. Okay, uh, let me hear. Back it. in twenty, back in twenty thirteen, uh, Lashawn McCoy, Shady McCoy, uh, had a snow game. In I think he was playing for Philly against the Lions. I think yes, playing against the okay, Lions, yeah. he rushed for two hundred and seventeen yards. And two touchdowns in the snow. And I remember this because I he, I had him on my fantasy team and homie dropped like 50 points. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I, I like the under, but I would say I would take any running back over like you can get on that game. Once those numbers come out. Uh, in these games, oh, historically, yes. I feel like running back usage is stupid. Like in this game that LaShawn McCoy was in, he had like 29 attempts. So I would maybe like... It seems like Singletary is that workload back on this team. 
So maybe maybe I would uh, take an over on him. Uh, yeah, I like that. I, and oh, and Chubb too. Maybe yeah. I mean that'd be a great oh, one. Yeah. So honestly, any running back over yards or attempts you can get, I would smash that because it's gonna be very hard to pass the ball. Maybe even Josh Allen rushing over because um, he loves to run the ball. It's just very difficult to throw the ball in uh, six feet of snow. Obviously. Oh yeah, so, and, yeah. I mean, the, 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 receivers can't catch. I mean, the whole thing is bad. Sure. I would also, depending on what platform you use, if there's any prop bet for turnovers, uh, specifically fumbles, too. fumbles specifically. Huh. I just think yeah. you know the ball is is hard as a rock. Everyone, you can barely feel your your arms, your hands. Yeah. So I think it's just or just the fact that Josh Allen has like ten picks and like six in the past two games. That also could be a good turnover. <laughs> over. Yes. Bet. Yeah. He is uh, a, a bit in his head. All right, Jacob, yeah. uh, br- bring us back. You said you, you, it looks like you're, you're saying here you like the Chiefs. Elaborate a bit more on that. What, what you got? Yeah, man. I, I So, personally, I, I think the Chargers are the most disappointing team in the NFL right now. They just don't look very good. I know they played kind of a close one, close one against the Niners, but they just don't look good. Uh, I want to I ask a question. Is Justin Herbert good? Is Justin Herbert good? I know he's good enough to like play in the NFL, but like the hype he gets feels like he's done anything. And I just feel like he's kind of just had a bunch of above, like barely a marginally decent years. So I just want to know what you think. Do you think it, do you think he warrants the amount of hype he gets? So, uh, so I, I, I do not think that he deserves all the hype that he is getting the, the chargers are five and four so not bad they're second in their division to be fair the teams below them are the broncos and Raiders. i was about to say dude uh, <laughs> yeah. so I, i'm yeah. not going with uh you know very impressive here uh but also w- one thing that i saw is you know justin herbert in his first season uh did very well with the chargers and he had a great receiving core uh that he was really able to you know, not have the greatest passes in the world and, you know, Keenan Allen would be able to find it, you know, uh, Mike Williams. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and now that we're looking at it, you know, all those guys have been down all year. He's not having the, the you know, he's dealing with, you know, no no offense to the receivers on the Chargers, but, you know, kind of second-rate receivers right now. Big time. And guys, he's looking kind of like, yeah, he, he's looking like Tua or Jalen Hurts in, in their first year. You know they're 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 not great teams. They're they're coming back. You know, and they're still trying to build that core. And so I was saying, seeing a lot of things that you know, Tua and Jalen are now having great seasons that Herbert had when he first started because they've finally gotten these pieces mm-hmm. around them and they've had time to grow. Whereas Herbert started with such a great receiving core, he's had to now try to learn how to deal with. You know, you're not having the fastest guy around. You know running the deep ball, you know, every play, spreading out the defense, you know, you're having to really rely a lot more on your football IQ. And I think that's just something he, it's going to be a bit of a learning curve. And we've already seen that this season. Big time. I just feel like if it was, a, if this was a guy like Lamar, uh, I feel like we would like, people would, would say he's like the worst quarterback of all time and he should play wide receiver. Um, but like Herbert, <laughs> I feel like gets this like insane. I'm just saying like, I totally agree with you. I just feel like he has he does not warrant the hype he gets of like he should not be in the conversation with Tua and Hurts for like best young quarterback or like like I don't think he's earned it yet and I just feel like he, I don't think he deserves it. Also you have Eckler that can kind of bail you out a lot. Um yeah, almost like Tyreek and, and Mahomes of like, you know, just this guy you can just dump the ball off to 5 yards and he'll get you 40. So I'm just just wanted to pose the question, but all that to say, I like the Chiefs again, and I don't, I I, re- I don't think I've ever bet on the Chiefs, so uh, I I'm just really feeling some type of way about the Chargers after last week. Um, so I actually picked the Chargers also to be my Super Bowl sleeper, so I'm also a little extra salty because I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like kind of like an idiot. Uh, yeah, Chiefs are favored by five and a half. I I just feel like that's insane value. That's it, it feels easy. Yeah. yeah, it's two field goals or a touchdown. I don't know. that. Maybe Vegas. Vegas usually knows something I don't know, um, but I, I like Chiefs minus five and a half. Also, I forgot to say earlier for your your bet with the Niners, um, I, I'm going to take the over in that game. Uh, so Arizona 49ers over 43 and a half just because the 49ers okay. defense is – or not 49ers. Arizona defense is doo-doo. Uh, and True. I can just see yep. like I, – I just feel like that's a pretty – and but if Kyler's back, DeAndre – 
they could score. This team should be able to score points. The Niners defense is good, but like I could see them, you know, I could see the, that over smashing. So those are those are yeah, my two I, main NFL bets. No, I, I I love it. And you know, one thing I, I love so they're they're playing at Arizona, uh, which I, I love that stadium. Hate the team, you know, but love the stadium. So I don't know if sure. you've ever seen it. They have actual grass. And because they're in Arizona to oh, give okay. it sunlight, they wheel it out of the stadium and they water it, give it like natural sunlight and stuff. And then they wheel it back in for game days. It's That's kind awesome. of insane. If uh, yeah, I, didn't I, know I don't know if we can link it, but yeah, it's, it's That's really cool, cool. The whole stadium and how they do it. But are they, how many teams have grass? I know all the players advocate for playing on grass, like Lambeau, whatever Arizona's field is called. Um, which I don't know which other ones do. Yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, I'm currently looking up. Uh, we we uh, here we can let, let's move on. I'll uh, I'll I'll come back to hey, that. Yeah, all good, dude. Um, but yeah, man, that's basically what I've got on NFL. Um, I want to hear you want you want to shout out some uh, honorable mentions uh, from yeah, some of our 100%. other uh, contributors. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I'll I'll give out Xavier's 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 bets he's got. So Xavier. He's heartbroken. He couldn't come on the podcast. He's um, mourning the fact that the Cowboys suck uh, at football. So he's he's in hiding. Um, but yeah, uh, that honestly, that was kind of shocking. Me. I thought the Cowboys had that. Uh, I have Dak on my fantasy team, so I'm kind of like pseudo cheering for them. Uh, yeah, I did not think the Packers had a chance in that game. Uh, but just any given any given Sunday, Xavier says, you know, Cole beat the Raiders in Jeff Saturday's coaching debut, which. I almost feel like, and I almost feel like, you know, I don't want to take it away from Jeff. He seems like a nice guy. I know, but I don't like the fact that like people are kind of using this as like an excuse of like, oh, it doesn't matter that he has no experience. Like people were whining about it because he beat the Raiders, who are ass. Uh, yeah, the same. He even, he even th- tweeted about it. He tweeted about yeah. it two weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. He was like, "Man, the Raiders are a bad football team." Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "The like... Raiders suck," and then he beats them in his first game because uh, it doesn't take a genius to see that they are horrible. I don't know what's going on. I know, you know, I I know you may want to say something about the Raiders, but I'll, I'll give out Xavier's picks. We got Pats minus three versus the Jets. That seems like a pretty good bet. It feels like the Patriots are just in the Jets heads. It doesn't matter what the Jets do. Jets also don't have Brees Hall. So that alone makes me like this bet a lot. Uh, And then he likes Giants minus three versus the Lions. That, that should be good too. The Lions, I feel like, are kind of back in their offense of just scoring crap ton, but also just horrible at defense. So yeah, uh, we'll see, man. Those are good. Yeah. So, so, so back, back to the Raiders. So, so I have a bit of a controversial pick here. This is, this is one I would just maybe <laughs> sprinkle a little bit on. Uh, so as much as we just slandered the Raiders, uh, I'm actually picking yeah. Raiders money line. Uh, it's plus plus one twenty five uh, against the Broncos at, uh, oh, at Denver. Um, and so, so I'm a big proponent. I love a good story is sometimes the way I bet, which is horrible because the narrative can be totally <laughs> skewed. But yeah. I'm like, oh, that, that, that got me hyped. So Derek Carr yeah. getting emotional uh, after that loss last week. Um, you know, I just think I, I've always loved Derek Carr as a player. Um, and I really I, I hope this is maybe a wake up call for the organization that, hey, we got to do what we can to prep. The Broncos are a bad team as well. Um, and also this is, this is such a great fun fact about the Broncos. If the Broncos had scored 18 points in every game, like all they do, like 18 points is the max they score. Yeah. Their record would be seven and two if they just scored 18 points, but they're currently three and six, which I just think is absolutely hilarious. Uh, Russell Wilson, you got to get it together, man. And I, I think. He is cursed with the slogan. I think he needs to stop saying Broncos country, let's ride. Just ax it. Yeah. Or let Russ cut. Both of those, I feel like. Yeah. Just. Yeah, those need to So. That might be the worst game of football of the week. I don't think I want to watch that game. Oh, it will be bad. Uh, But you know what? I believe it's a a noon game. uh, So it will be Scott Hansen uh, jumping to it probably twice uh, for two touchdowns. It's going to be very bad. But. Yeah. Man. So, uh, yeah, interesting. That's going to be bad. Yeah, Jake, th- think it's, uh, you know, uh, enough NFL. You think uh, you want to take us into some college football? Yeah, dude, let's go. First off, as you know, 
we got to go with the Portal Report transfer of the week, uh, which is sponsored by the Portal Report, uh, which is a shocker if you can tell by the name. But, uh, man, we had some, I mean, always like, you know, Jaden Daniels would just, he already won player of the year. Uh, so, Jack, you can you can rest easy knowing that. Uh, <laughs> but this week we've got Michael Penix Jr. He balled out uh, insanely. He beat Oregon. Oh, yeah. Is it? It was in Oregon, right? It was in Oregon, and yeah, I yeah. I, I, I have Sheesh. a reason behind why I think Oregon played so bad. But I'll let, I'll let you get into some of the stats. Uh, yeah, what, dude. What so Penix he he was twenty through twenty six for thirty five, four hundred and eight yards, two touchdowns and one pick. But that dude. 408 yards is insane. But yeah, Jack, on I want to hear tw- your, your conspiracy. On only Two 26 completions, too. Yeah, that's Which insane. is just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Homie was airing it out for sure. Yeah, just to give you an idea, that's an average of around 16 yards uh, per completion. Sheesh. Uh, which is just uh, fantastic uh, for a college quarterback. Uh, clearly, the defense was playing a very deep zone uh, and just not wanting to defend uh, anything. But so... My reasoning behind why I think Oregon played so badly was their horrible jerseys. I don't know who decided to give them permission to wear these horrible highlighter lime green jerseys, uh, but they were absolutely atrocious. Uh, So I think that played a huge part of just, uh, you know, Bo Nix just not knowing what to do on the field, uh, you know, throwing to the highlighters out there. It was bad. Uh, So that's my take on it. I saw them run out of the tunnel. You're like, they're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, I well, so I bet on Oregon, you know, right hand up on this one. I did bet on Oregon. Uh, I It was the first time I've, like, all season that I decided to bet on Bo Nix. I finally buy into the hype. He'd been featured on the Porto Fort, like, it felt like every week uh, up until this <laughs> yeah. point. Uh, and yeah. I was like, all right, all right. You know, they're playing number 25 Washington at home. It's a good game, Pac-12 after dark. We're going to get some uh, some good plays, uh, but it was horrible. Uh, so I remember uh, tuning in, uh, you know, third quarter, seeing the score and being like, well, uh, let me turn yeah. back to uh, even worse games uh, in the Big 12, uh, which I'll get to in a bit. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Dude, he threw for like 75% with a 93.9 QBR. That wow. is just insane. That's crazy, wow. man. What a, dude, have a game, dude. Insane. That's awesome. Have a game. Beat beat Oregon That's at awesome. home, number six. Yeah. Essentially ruin uh, the Pac-12's chances, um, you know, at a uh, a college football playoff berth. I guess unless we'll USC that. can win out. We'll see but didn't about you, that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think uh, we'll get into it, but I, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump straight into my first pick. Uh, I'm taking UMass plus 35 and 34 and a half against AM. Yes. Uh, for I obvious reasons. The main the, the the main reason uh I don't think AM can score 34 points. Period. That's it. That's I... the, really the only reason you know. Uh and then I, I, yeah Wait, no, no. Oh, yeah, hold they're... on. I, I got to jump in here because yeah, I'm yeah, all no, about jump in, jump, uh, tag in, tag I'm in. all about Aggie slander. Uh it's it's my <laughs> bread and butter. Um and so no, so just to give you an, so Aggies lost 10 to 13 to Auburn last week. The Auburn head coach, he's the interim head coach right now. He is making $400,000 a year. Jimbo Fisher is making upwards of 8 million a year. If that just goes to show you that it doesn't matter how much you pay a guy and how he possibly recruits, you still well, got to win yeah, football they, games. I was about to say, they also have the number one recruiting class and like, they by far have the worst record of all other number one recruiting classes ever. Like it's yep. not even close. Like they're, they're knocked out of bowl eligibility pretty much unless like a five win bowl wants to bring them in just, just to bring them in. But uh, otherwise exactly. they should not be They're They're technically not bowl eligible. Um, yeah. I, so I, I saw a stat crazy. where, yeah, I saw a stat regarding the bowl eligibility. It's the first time since they started tracking the stat, I believe in 1995, uh, for draft class and also preseason rankings for getting the number one draft or the number one recruiting class and having a number six, you know, preseason ranking, you know, being ranked in the top 10. It's the first time ever that a team with both of those has failed to even make a bowl. Um, wow. So Jimbo, <laughs> another trophy for you to add to the collection. Yeah, there uh, that's you go. great. You have another. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I think, you know, pretty much speaks for itself. 
Uh, I don't think they can score. I think they. I don't think they could score that much against uh, a high school team. So especially if um, their running backs out again. I don't know how to pronounce last name. I think it's Ak- Akane. Ak- I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, mm-hmm. Devin, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Whatever. He's a baller. <laughs> uh, but he literally like carries the team on his back. He's He was injured last game. If he's injured again, I think this is the easiest smash of all time. If he's playing, I still don't think they score 35 points. Uh, I certainly don't think they win by 35 points. So, yeah, that's that, man. Uh, I So I have a question for you, and then I want to hear some of your some of your takes. What you got? Um, I want to know your your early college football college football playoff predictor. Like, unless something random happens, we we're kind of at the point of the season where we know what's probably going to happen. Like, yeah. um, even if LSU beats Georgia, we still pretty much know Georgia's in, regardless. I think. Um, I want to know what. Yeah, your, if, if Georgia what your somehow is. loses to LSU in the SEC championship, they're still in. I think they're still in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, I just want to know. So, so, so right now, so the problem is I have like a real one and then I have an LSU like fever dream one, uh, that can happen. Give me both. both. All right. So, so we're, we're going to go with, uh, we're going to go with the LSU fever dream one, uh, because I think it's great. Uh, so essentially LSU beats Georgia in the sec championship, Michigan beats Ohio state in the big 10 championship. Or in or not in the Big Ten champion in their in their final yeah, season game, so sure. I'm gonna say that it would be Michigan one. Then I would go. Uh, then I'm gonna go. This, this is gonna be crazy here. TCU yeah. at two. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm, I'll give the Big Twelve. I'll, I'll give y'all one. Okay. I'll, I like I'll give you yeah. TCU at two. I like it. LSU at three. Georgia at four because you can't have the two SEC teams who just played played play each, each other, other again. again. Yeah, for sure. Yes, dude, that's, so that's, that's pretty is spicy. My... I I kind of like. I think that's fair. I think if if LSU wins the SEC, they should go to the playoff. I don't think there's any debate. Uh, I also just don't. I don't know, man. I, I'm 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 against two teams of the same conference going in under any circumstances. But if USC if USC wins out, like if they blow out UCLA and like. Mm-hmm. wins out convincingly i would like to see them in if they don't i don't want it. like my thing is like if usc can lose to utah who was ranked pretty high in the preseason ranking uh and like looks pretty good i i think that lsu and usc are both on the same level at that point as far as like lsu had a bad loss to a pr- kind of bad team but they avenged it it was early all that all that mumbo jumbo uh, but yeah, dude, I like the fever dream, and I I could do the the wildest one would be if LSU wins, and they do LSU just in any order, Michigan yeah. and Michigan and Michigan and Ohio State, whoever wins, the other one maybe wins the the Big Ten or whatever, uh, or not mm-hmm. the other one, but one of them wins and one of them wins out convincingly, whatever. It's LSU, Michigan, uh, Georgia, Ohio State. That would be that would be ins- so that would be insane. insane. Like I could see that happening though. Like so, I'll give you my my I my what I think it is, and I want to hear your realistic one. But uh, okay, okay, I think Georgia's number one. I think Michigan's number two. I think USC is number three, uh, and then I think Ohio State gets in that four. That's I wow, think that's so, what's gonna so happen. No, no Big Twelve love for you. I don't think. I don't think TCU finishes undefeated, and if they do, I think they maybe lose in the Big Twelve championship. And I, I just don't. Everything the committee showed me has showed me they won't put TCU in if they don't go undefeated, pretty much. So yes. unless okay. I, USC, I will one hundred percent agree yeah. with that. So I think one. I think Baylor could win this week, even though their season's pretty much over. I think Baylor could win this week. I think mm-hmm. TCU could just lose in the Big Twelve championship, maybe even convincingly lose to make them kind of reconsider their, their thought process. Um, so I, I think USC winning out convincingly is more likely than TCU winning out. Also TCU just, they've been winning. I mean, they deserve to be number four if, if they, but yeah. I just think the committee's already showed the first ranking alone should show you all you need to know that the committee didn't like how they were winning for whatever reason. Um, and they yeah. weren't even in the top like six, I don't think for the first ranking or top four. So I think take that as you will. That's what I think it'll be. I think it'll be Georgia, Michigan, 
USC, Ohio State. That's just my prediction. Or Ohio State or Tennessee. That's my prediction. Is it'll be it'll it'll be that. Ooh. Oh, I hate Which that. Which would be you, stinky. Uh... It'd be stinky. Yeah, that would be. I, I don't that want would be it to happen. Stinky. I just uh... think they're gonna try. They're gonna finagle. They're gonna finagle two SEC or two Big Ten teams. Is my. That's just what I think right now. I think you could transfer Ohio State and Tennessee, and you could tr- you could switch uh, USC and TCU. I think, and that's what's going to be some some combination yeah. of that. So I uh, yeah I, I I feel really bad for the Big Twelve uh, this year. You know I, I think you know we've talked about this in the past that it's almost a little SEC esque this year where it's like it felt like y'all had some really good teams and y'all just kept beating up on each other. Oh, um, time, you know, yeah. obviously, uh, this last weekend, um, you know, was it, it was two really poor showings uh, that I think, you know, Baylor and UT are both not as bad as they played this weekend. Um, obviously, Baylor getting absolutely destroyed by K-State at home uh, was super embarrassing. Um, I kept doubling down on Baylor spread because I kept <laughs> saying to myself, there's no way like, there's they're not no going to score a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and I say it in a goofy voice because I'm clearly just, you know, goofy in the head. Uh, and then yeah. say with UT, I think they like at home, like Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, if you're part of the UT board, I mean, you're, you gotta be saying like, Hey man, we brought you in to win football games. You're not even putting up like that big of a challenge against TCU when TCU played very poorly in the first half. I mean, it was yeah. so bad. I mean, Quinn Edwards, I felt so bad you for him. So you Yo, Ewers, Quinn Ewers. Yeah, uh, yeah. On, you, on I wish it was UT. Quinn Edwards. Yeah, I mean, he, he couldn't. His res- I've heard people are kind of like off. Like, I think the locker room's kind of off on him from what I've heard. I mean, obviously, I don't know. But, but- it, it didn't look like watching the game, it didn't look like his, his fault. I mean, the UT receivers, no one was ma- like making big efforts on plays and trying to. Like they, I think they had something like it was like eight or nine dropped passes, and so it was just Jeez a case Louise. of like, yeah, they they probably left something like ninety yards on the table just in not reeling in any of these passes. I'm talking like wide open, <laughs> yeah. like out routes. Yeah, and I remember sure. watching it, and my sister, she went to UT, so she always kind of will text me during the game, and she's like, "I'm I'm done watching." Like in the third yeah. quarter, I was like, "Yep, that's yeah. when TCU finally probably. started to score touchdowns." Um, and you know, the one touchdown UT did get, uh, was a defensive touchdown. So, uh, it just yeah, goes terrible. to show, uh, that it was just a poor showing. Um, so, for, uh, teams yeah. in purple for the big 12, were doing very well, uh, last weekend with TCU. And for my, for my TCU bet last week, it looked pretty good. Uh, I, I called out that was the mortgage bet of the week. Uh, yes, but I, I, but, I wish yeah, I put dude. the mortgage. I only put, uh, yeah. <laughs> eight units, uh, only eight yeah. unit, a small eight unit yeah. bet, uh, yeah. on that Still one. Decent man. Uh, yeah, dude, so I, I I agree with you. I think it's like the Big Twelve is the all around. I think the strongest conference. The issue is they don't have one dominant player this year, and I think yeah. TCU is is the best team right now. Do I do I confidently believe they're they're better than everyone else? No, I don't. Uh, I just think they've they've been the one getting the getting the breaks and winning, and credit to them for coaching and all that other stuff. But yeah. I just think there's no dominant team, and that's that's what's hurting them. If this was like, you know, if this was like, if you had TCU but they were Alabama and you switched the logos, people would be like, oh man, this is the best conference in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even if you just, yeah. So I don't know. I, I just think the conference overall, I think, is the strongest because you don't have a Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Missouri, uh, or even like Rutgers or something. Like the whole Big yeah. Ten, aside from Michigan and Ohio State, sucks too. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So, so, so for my real one, uh, we're assuming LSU unfortunately does lose in the SEC championship. I believe if I had to pick the odds right now, I would say it would probably be Georgia minus 14 and a half is where I would, I would kind of, you know, finger in the air, you know, try to figure it out. Um, so I'm going to go with Georgia. Uh, I'm going to go with Michigan. I think this is Jim Harbaugh's year, uh, to beat Ohio state, to do what he needs to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I'm going to throw in uh, USC in there too. I think you can't – like if we're trying to you know do this as fairly as possible, you got to pick the winners from the conference Big you know time. that have proven themselves. they played loss. an extra game. Yeah, and Big with time. one loss. So I think you throw them in there. And then honestly, if TCU loses and Clemson wins out, I could mm-hmm. maybe see Clemson. Clemson's only loss is Notre Dame 
and Notre Dame has actually kind of ran a gauntlet on sure. uh, the on the uh, on the poor ACC uh, yeah. when everyone thought they'd be horrible. Uh, they UNC uh, their loss is actually their only loss is to Notre Dame as well. Um, yeah. So the, Notre Dame has UNC's some really strong sleeper too. Yeah, it would be you know I think it's going to be Clemson, North Carolina in the ACC uh, championship, and so the winner of that. But I, I'd give the nod to Dabo. Um, you know, he just has the presence, the, the committee, it, sure. it's a, it's a brand. safe pick. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's a good brand. I, I um, think, uh, it'd be, yeah. I, you bring up an interesting point about UNC though. I think that could be, that could be an interesting sleeper pick of like if chaos ensues and UNC has one loss. I mean, I don't know how you leave them out. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so, dude. so just to go into it, I know we were talking big 12. Uh, so Jacob, I, I really hate to say this. Uh, I'm taking yeah. TCU minus three at Baylor. Um, yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know what Vegas knows that we don't, uh, but on paper and undefeated like TCU favorable. game. Yeah. 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 It, it feels like, you know, and Baylor is coming off one of the worst games, arguably yeah. in the past, probably past two years for them uh, under Dave Aranda. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't. Yeah, it was yeah easily yeah. the worst. Uh, I mean, scoring yeah. only a field goal was absolutely embarrassing. How how was going in the fourth quarter? By the way, <laughs> uh, I mean, I am I, I the thing that really like I feel like you lose games. It was cold, whatever. But like the thing that made me the most upset was just seeing all the fans leaving. I was just kind of like like everyone's leaving and we're coming in the fourth quarter because um, we were you know doing stuff and and then just had to come in the fourth. And I was kind of like, if you're going to go to a game and you're going to leave in the fourth, I, I just feel like, you know, or not even, they were leaving like way early. Like we were walking over and there's like buses of people. And I was like, dude, just stay the whole, I don't know. I feel like we just have some fair weather, <laughs> fair weather fans. And it's kind of annoying, but it was fine. I, I, I mean, mean like, when you're, getting, I, I when you're getting blown out though, like, I don't know, dude. It, it I just does feel like happen. it wasn't that bad. I agree, but I don't know, man. I, I just am of, I'm of the mindset of like, you take it, and then you remember it when you when you win the Big Twelve championship, like that, all like that's hey, what makes that's them fair. sweet is when you're enjoying the the pain. You got to enjoy the pain a little bit, you know. Wasn't your uh, was it your freshman or sophomore year where y'all didn't win a game? I think didn't y'all have like a was it, yeah because y'all had yeah. a, like a fantastic season. You went from like like a hundred to zero immediately, like one hundred percent, and then right we were after. pretty much zero for the rest of uh, Andrew and my tenure. <laughs> we've only we've only known pain pretty much we've only known pain uh <laughs> as far as fans uh that, that, like that, even that's basketball fair. we were bad so yeah but yeah dude um thank god for I Scott Drew, stat, am I right? facts I, I also have i have a stat for you so yeah. in every baylor game the underdog has covered except for one game wow that one game was baylor versus kansas it doesn't matter if Baylor's the underdog. It doesn't matter if the other team is the underdog. The underdog has covered every game except for one. And it was Baylor versus Kansas where Baylor actually uh, – I think Kansas didn't – or Baylor didn't – I think Kansas was favorite. I don't remember. Either way, I think that was the one game where the underdog didn't cover or um, – oh, because Kansas was the underdog uh, and Baylor won that game. But every other game. So yeah. if Baylor's favored, they lose. And if they're underdog, they've won every game. Uh, so – I'm not saying that automatically means they're just going to beat TCU because of the underdog, but it's something to something to look at. Something that's very strange. It doesn't make sense. It's not like the team's going to the locker room looking at Vegas like, "Oh, dude, we're the underdogs. We got to we got to ball out now." I, I just think it's like, who knows? Really, it's just one of the. It's like they're they're like one in un, so the the favorite team is one in six in Baylor games. Wow, doesn't make sense in conference games. So I just, something to think about, just something to look out for. Uh, I'm not saying the bet's not smart because on paper, this team TCU should maybe be favored by double or triple. So yeah, I think one thing, yeah, that just threw me back was just the Baylor minus three. You know, I expected this to be, you know, the undefeated team, the clear, you know, top of the table for, um, you know, the big 12. Just seeing a minus three after Baylor's performance last week, For sure. you know, I, I think that was just the biggest shock. And so seeing that, I was like, okay, depending on where the line moves, I would, ha- if I had to bet on where the line's going to go, 
I would easily say that by the time, you know, the game starts, it's TCU by a touchdown, if I had to say. So yeah, if you can you, get it in you early. Would think the public, you would think the public would be would be hammering this one home. I, I, I'm just I'm, – I'm interested. I'm intrigued to see. Uh, and Andrew I and I like should it. be at that game, so we'll see. But I'm, I'm oh intrigued. nice. All right, you yeah. gotta you gotta send uh, send some good we'll photos. Some uh, and, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but all right, yeah. So 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 moving uh, to the ACC, uh, this one is is it's a gross game. Uh, NC State at Louisville. Uh, both teams, uh, fun fact, have lost to Boston College by one point. Um, so very much the same team. Uh, you know, they're 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 just they they can't be Boston College. Uh, Louisville uh, just came off a tough game versus Clemson, uh, whereas NC State uh, just uh, lost to Boston College. So I think Louisville is just going to have a bit more of a, you know, experience playing that tough team coming right off of a, you know, hard-fought game against Clemson. They lost 31-16. to mm-hmm. So still we're able to do something on the offensive side of the ball. NC State lost 22-21 to against Boston College. So given that it is at Louisville, uh, I'm going to go Louisville minus four yeah. um, at their home turf. And Louisville fans, you know, Louisville has also historically been a basketball school. Uh, they started the season 0-3 uh, this Jeez. year, absolutely playing terribly. So I think the Louisville fans are, you know, itching for something really good to happen, uh, you know, to the team. Um, and so I think for that, sure. you know. If this is, you know, and I think NC State will be ranked probably 24 or something like that. So as embarrassing as this is, I think if Louisville wins this game, they may storm the field. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just calling just, it now. They're, just, they, they, they're thirsty. They're down dude, colossal they, is what you're saying. Yeah, they're, they're down really bad. And I just think this is the year of the field stormings. Like I It is, dude. So I find many. the most poverty. When Texas Tech rushed the field for UT, I was like, that feels a little, feels a little sus to me. Yes, yeah. I, Especially I when agree. you know how things shake out down the road of like, I think Baylor beat them by like fifty. So like, I don't know. Just kind of feel like, and then UT's just not also. They haven't been good in the past like twenty years. So like, it just, I think it inflates. Same with Alabama. It kind of inflates these teams that aren't good, just because they're historically good. If that makes sense, like. Yep. I don't know. I get when LSU does against Bama because like that's their rival. LSU allegedly is is not as good as they as Alabama, I guess. But yep. you know, but I, there are some times I'm like, bro, you're almost giving them more power. Of like, if Bama beat you guys at home this year, they wouldn't have rushed the field. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's just so how one I like thing, to think. So so speaking of Bama, this this is wild. If Ole Miss had beaten Bama. Three weeks in a row, they would have gotten the field stormed on them, yeah. <laughs> which is just wild. Because because yeah. they had the crazy game at Tennessee, the loss to LSU, and then they had to play at Ole Miss, and so it was it was about to be uh, quite the uh, quite the experience. But I will say thank you Alabama for beating Ole Miss because LSU has officially won the SEC West. Oh heck yeah! Which is just the craziest thing in the world. LSU was predicted to finish fifth in the SEC West, and our over under for game wins was six and a half. We're already at eight wins. We play UAB this weekend. I think Andrew called that out week one too. He did. He absolutely did Uh, because he's a Brian Kelly stan, and he loves Notre Dame. Uh, And he's. I'm only saying that because he's not here to repeat himself. Uh, So that's great, (laughs) Jacob. uh, All right, let's. uh, here, wait, you got one more or we want to go in the honorable mentions? Yeah, I'm going to – I don't know if I said this, but uh, I like the USC – I like USC minus one and a half against UCLA. It's basically a pick em. I just like USC. I just think they, they'd probably win. Um, and then be- I also just want to hop in as uh, Blake Corum's Heisman uh, political advisor uh, or his, his – his, uh, his manager, so to speak. Um, okay. okay. Blake Corum uh, should win the Heisman. And he right now, or I think Drake may, Drake may should win the Heisman. Let me, let me rephrase that. Drake may should win the Heisman. Uh, they love to pick quarterbacks. And if you look statistically, he and Caleb Williams statistically are substantially better than the other quarterbacks that are kind of being discussed in the mix right now. So yeah. in my opinion, Drake may should win the Heisman. It really should. If you've watched them play, Drake may, 
probably will be the number one pick next year. He's absolutely a baller. Andrew's been talking to me about him for months, and I did not know who the hell he was, um, which is classic <laughs> Andrew, who Andrew should just be an NFL quarterback scout at this point. But um, there, so Drake May and Blake Quorum. I think Blake Quorum, though, plays for Michigan. They're going to be a playoff team. They're, they're a little bit more high profile. Uh, I think he has just a better chance probably, but they're both at plus 500. So if you want to sprinkle a little something on them for Heisman, Ooh. That's my that's my second. That's all I got. That's all I got. And then uh, I'll read Xavier's if you want to read out Andrew's bets. But Xavier's yeah, got yeah. SMU Tulane. He likes over sixty five. Okay, I like it. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, and then a- Andrew Andrew has some some fun ones. Uh, I refuse to say this on air, but I have to. Uh, he's taking UAB plus fourteen and a half at LSU. Uh, I'm not touching that game, especially how poor LSU played against Arkansas. Uh, but you know, if 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 you want to kind of be a sicko and go against me, yeah, uh, absolutely do it. Can you imagine UAB wins that game and then LSU beats Georgia? That would be incredible. I uh, I mean, it, it's not uh, unlike LSU for setting uh, you know the college football playoff on absolute fire. Uh, would, so I would just, love like, to see it. The most sicko sicko thing possible. Yep, man, that SEC. <laughs> For real, yeah. UAB, yeah, and then, yeah, and so so the last two uh, are both uh, some fun Big Twelve games. Uh, we got uh, Kansas at home uh, versus Texas, oh, yeah. uh, and uh, t- KU is plus nine. Uh, wow. So honestly, I'm looking at his sheet. So KU plus nine versus UT, UAB plus fourteen and a half at LSU, and then Oklahoma State. Plus seven and a half at Oklahoma. If I yeah. am a smart better, I'm putting all of these in a teaser parlay and take as yeah. many points as possible and throwing the house on. I just think that you should just get as many points as possible. I think these games are going to be a lot closer uh, than what they're saying. So just getting that point cushion, uh, I think that's uh, that would be a great bet. That looks good. That's awesome. Jack, did you read all your bets? Oh yeah, that's I only I only, I only wanted nice, to just discuss the two. Uh, a lot of the yeah, games dude. this week uh, for me are going to be more knee jerk picks, just on the day, seeing where the line kind of settles. Uh, a lot of the SEC games are their kind of their one buy game uh, they have during the week or during the year or uh, during the SEC season. So uh, yeah. you know LSU uh, playing um, UAB. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of kind of crap games, uh, in my opinion. So. I think we've touched on all the you know good ones in my opinion. I'm gonna throw out a miscellaneous pick. What you I'm got? I'm taking Western Kentucky money line versus Ooh. Auburn plus 180, uh, which isn't like a ton of money. I think Auburn sucks, but and Western Kentucky is kind of on a roll, and I love their mascot, Big Red. So, dude, did uh, you yeah, see? Are, are, are really, you? Are, are, that, is this yes, your pick I mean, you because exactly of the graphic? <laughs> Yes, 100%. So Auburn dropped the hardest graphic of all time uh, for Western Kentucky, not for themselves. Uh, they literally dropped the coldest graphic so of all sexy. time. It's just big red, like walking up to like Mordor, basically, which is, I guess, did, is there Sam Death Valley too? Another fake Death uh, Valley? No, no. Auburn isn't. I don't know. Auburn, Auburn can't be Death called? Valley. I swear, it might be. Uh, well, it's Jordan Hare Stadium. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know why I thought it was called Death Valley as well. So I, Clemson calls himself that. Yeah. Um, gotcha. So yeah. it was just their stadium. I, we have to find a way to like show. I maybe we'll post on Instagram, but like, it's probably the coldest graphic I've ever seen. And but it's the coldest graphic for Western Kentucky, not for Auburn. So. I love it. I, I absolutely love yeah. that pick. Yeah, I think uh, I think they're hype up. My yeah. only concern, so I bet Auburn this last weekend, um, mainly because of my hate of A and M, but also Auburn yeah. just got a whole new athletic facility for their football team, like whole new locker room, everything like that, and it was looking very spicy. So I was gonna say that, hey, I mean, the, these Auburn players may have a bit of fire under them. You know, hey, we finally got new digs. Don't want to get yeah, cut. They'll just be like, oh, whatever, dude. Like they're not going to be in the jacuzzi just hanging out. Yeah, that's true. They did look. Uh, they were they're clowning around pretty hard in the video that I was watching. So we'll I mean, see. Like, bro, but I, was... I feel like wait till the end of the season, not like in the middle of one of your worst seasons ever. Yes. Drop the new facility personally. 
Uh, I agree. Yeah, you, you have you have to make a bowl game to get your new locker room. <laughs> yeah, that's not how I would feel like. Not like, hey, here's some new jacuzzis. Go out and lose to Western Kentucky now. That's crazy, man. I mean, compared to the other SEC out of conference at this stage, like that's kind of a tough one for them at least. Like that's it's not easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's jump oh, into yeah. our D-Gen Parlay for St. Jude. Je- uh, so we've got Xavier, I believe, is picking a fight on the 19th. He's got uh, UFC Fight Night. we got Derek Lewis Moneyline versus Sergey Spivak, Spivak plus Spivak, 159. Yeah. What a random number. That is a yeah. random number. I've never and seen I, that before. I, I wish we had some commentary on, on why the pick. Uh, but we don't. So uh, take it. Sometimes your own. the DGen, you don't need commentary. <laughs> you don't need commentary. I, I always like to have some sort of rationale for my DGen pick. Um, so fair. at yeah, least all, you know, yeah, it looks like I did. Be. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so give that, me the so, give me yours and give me your rationale. Dude, Canadian Football League, the CFL. It is the Grey Cup. Uh, so this is going to be taking place in Saskatchewan. Uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers taking on the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, so I'm going Winnipeg Blue Bombers minus five and a half. And the reason that I'm going with them, one, they're currently the number one team in the CFL. Uh, the Argonauts are number two team, uh, but they've uh, lo- they've only won, or the uh, Blue Bombers have won three more games than them. So it's quite a significant little gap there. Mm. And... I always like to pick a home team when possible. I just think that, you know, hometown, you know, you're going to get hype. This is at a neutral spot. Um, but from Winnipeg to uh, Regina, Saskatchewan, it is a six-hour drive. From Toronto to uh, the Mosaic Stadium in Saskatchewan, it is a 28-hour drive. And Holy. the Bombers are 8-1 and one when they play at home this season. So huh. if... If, if I'm hearing this right, I think that this will be a more hometown game for them. More people can easily drive over a bit easier. Dude, They're eating one crazy. at home. I think that uh, a five and a half, I think that I think that's manageable uh, for them. So, and that, I don't know enough about rationale. the fan bases to know like how passionate or, like Toronto is. Like, will they drive 28 hours? Will they fly for like, I don't know. Who knows? But, dude, that's that's a pretty crazy style. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like, some who, who yeah, you maybe drive six hours. You're most definitely not driving 28 hours, especially against the the best team, like you said. Like, you might just not fly. You're just like, you know what? We're we're good. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I, from, I can watch it on that. Well, and, well, and just before, if you're in Toronto, you have Buffalo, New York, right there. That's facts. So facts. it, I would argue and say most people in Toronto are probably like, oh, I'd rather watch the NFL, where you have Buffalo, Detroit, and Cleveland all within a shorter driving distance than, uh, you know, getting to this game. Um, so, yeah, that's just my, my two cents. All right, what you got? So I, in honor of Jack being on the pod right now, uh, I'm taking an F1 bet for my DGen. So oh, I think I've, I think I've bet on Lewis Hamilton before at some point in the pod, but we're taking Lewis Hamilton straight-up dub plus 250 at um, – Brazil GP, am I right? Is that correct? No, so so this is going to be uh, this is the final race of the season, and this oh, is shoot. going to be uh, in Abu Dhabi. Oh, dang. so okay. uh, yeah, I'm so totally we're going there. we're going back. Uh, so the so the season typically starts out uh, over in the Middle East, and so we finish here as well. They just got oh. Buku money, um, so they can have uh, these epic tracks. Um, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that is a great bet. So. This would be the first season in Lewis Hamilton's history of F1 that he is going to go a season without winning a race. And so I think he is due one. He was supposed to win the Brazil Grand Prix, uh, but Max Verstappen uh, and him had a bit of a collision. um, And so that kind of pushed him out of the running. He still came in second. uh, But certainly if that collision didn't happen, I think he was on pace to win the race. Um, so Max being a bit dirty, he's already wrapped up the championship. Red Bull's already locked up, uh, you know, the constructors. Um, uh, so it, it made no sense. It was a dirty move all around. Um, so I think Hamilton, this is going to be, you know, the, the, the greatest chance for the Mercedes driver, uh, to win. He loves this track. Uh, so I think, uh, I think he has it. So I think that's a great pick. Love it, dude. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad 
I my random F one pick ended up having some back in. Uh, oh, yeah. And if you want to know more about the pick, listen to Betting the Grid, which will come out the day after this, so Friday. Yep. Yeah, sick. Well, Jack, dude, it's been an honor. Uh, when this smashes, we're going to give St. Jude a nice little, nice donation. Um, so, yeah, if you want to take this with us, feel free. If not, uh, you're a scrub. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> At least take uh, some of the bets. I think I, I, we, we did proper sure. research, you know. This is, this is a research-oriented sure. betting podcast. We don't just throw stuff at the wall and hope it sticks. Uh, Big time. So. If we were doing that, I mean, I would be picking the craziest scenarios possible. So Yeah. We also wouldn't be on episode 13. We would have given them up on this way long ago. Big time. <laughs> Big time. Uh, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Th- if you listen this long, thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Make sure you check out The Portal Port at their website, www.theportalport.com or their Instagram at The Portal Port. Make sure you listen to Betting the Grid. And, yeah, if you feel inclined, leave us a five-star review uh on and on the pod uh and yeah follow us on social media youtube twitter for more bets awesome jack anything else to say you got anything no all good man uh let's go uh let's go tigers this weekend so that's all i can say thank you man all right see you guys thank you Pacers or the Grizzlies? I think I'd rather be playing the woeful Pacers.